Happy Monday to you and your beautiful families or whatever day of the week you're listening to this. This is Wager Rager. Thanks for listening. D-Nice, your host. How about that Week 10 NFL? Didn't see that one coming. Some big-time upsets, some big-time results that could potentially shift the NFL landscape for the playoff picture as we come into, it's hard to believe, but we're coming into the last six to seven weeks of the year. So happy end of responsible gambling week in the UK also. I saw an ad earlier last week, saw some show, and I forget what show it was, but the first like 90 seconds was just talking about responsible gambling week and what to do if you're on tilt and everything like that. People in the UK, if they were tracking and bet on favorites yesterday, they're definitely going to be on fucking tilt here on Monday and Tuesday and the rest of the week. They're definitely going to be fired away and on tilt. So happy responsible gambling week. It might actually be the end since it was last week. Yeah, it's the end of responsible gambling week over there. So fuck it. Fire away. Keep losing your money. Same with here in the US. Keep firing away. So uh, one thing that I did want to mention is I apologize for not having a podcast up earlier this weekend. I was recording something. I was recording a podcast on Saturday afternoon. And I think I mentioned, if you listened to the last podcast, I mentioned that I was having some tech issues, had a new microphone, laptop was blue screening. I was about 14, 15 minutes in, laptop went down, couldn't save the file. I was dropping every four-letter bomb on the face of the earth. And eventually I just said, screw it. We're going to come up with a new schedule and a new agenda of how to do things anyway. Spent the last day, day and a half, Sunday as I was watching football, thinking about a better schedule. There's not a real good point to recording Saturday picks and everything like that, releasing it Saturday night. As we're getting the, the beta version, as we're moving out of, I'm, I'm trying to move this to, to a live non-beta version. God knows what the fuck that means. But as we move out of that, I'd like to have a better schedule, not just content out there for people to look back and listen to, but actual content that's meaningful for that point in time. So the new agenda is Sunday evening. If I have the time and the energy or if I'm with someone, maybe I can mic them up, have immediate reactions to the NFL results of that week. We have seven more, is it seven more weeks in the NFL here plus playoffs. So Sunday evening or Monday as I'm doing it today, Monday afternoon, we'll do that midweek. Anything that tickles our fancy, whether it be futures, NBA, NHL updates, things of that nature. And then what I'm going to do is that all of the picks, any picks that I have in the breakdown of the upcoming week's NFL games will be ready to go. And in your subscription, in your subscribed iTunes Spotify, wherever you have it by Friday morning. So that's going to be the new schedule, the new agenda. All bets yesterday. I hope all bets, and that's something that I will improve upon also in posting all the bets at Rager underscore Rager on Twitter. Follow that. Bets were posted out there, including the Thursday night bet of Raiders and Chargers over 48 and a half. That seems like ages ago as the Raiders work their way into and climb their way towards the top of that AFC West. Could they win that AFC West? <laughs> Who knows? And then if you want to follow me at Sir Wager Rager, You'll follow that. You'll see a picture of me, a rose in my mouth. I think it was taken last Valentine's Day. It was probably a couple bottles of wine deep. It was definitely taken at a vineyard. I think it was around Valentine's Day. And D-Nice will be the name that that posts up there. I know it's a little bit confusing, two different names, but at Sir Wager Rager, I've kind of fucking changed the name of that. I'm trying to come up with a, a good brand name for that Twitter account. So follow those two accounts. Let's get into the bets of the week. I'll run through these real quick, real quick, real quick. 
to go down this card. It was a small card. There's not a lot of spots that I liked, and then we'll get into some of the breakdown of yesterday as well, and we'll preview the Week 11 matchups coming up as well. So Week 10, we had Colts and Dolphins, third quarter under 9.5. That hit in flying colors. Six points were scored in that third quarter. Colts, uh, what were they, 11, 11 11.5-point favorites. They did not win that game, but if you hit the under 9.5, good job by you. The Dolphins coming into yesterday were averaging dead last in the NFL, 0.4 points per third quarter, and the Colts were also in the bottom five. They're, they're going to dip down even, even lower in that category as well. Bucks and Dallas money line parlay was about, I have plus 126 here. Um, later in the day, as you got towards kickoff, that was a little bit below plus 120, I think, actually. Bottom line, it was just over even money. Tampa did their part. Tampa won a game that who knows if they should have won. They're they're not a good team. They're they're definitely a sub five hundred team. Had they lost yesterday, they they would have dropped to two and seven. I think that they are a three and six team. Like three and six is really where they should be. They can move the ball. They move the ball just enough against that shitty Arizona defense to get the win. Dallas, as we all know, especially here in Philadelphia, Dallas lost last night. Should they have won the game? Probably. Was the play calling shitty at times and punting when they shouldn't have punted and all of that stuff? Yep. I could go on a rant about that, and maybe I will. But uh, Dallas, Moneyline, Tampa, Moneyline, Parlay, lost. I actually did hedge out of that bet. On the last drive, I found a Vikings plus 155 line, and I hedged out of that position, or I bought out of that position because I wanted to cheer for the Cowboys to lose anyways. I never like betting on the Cowboys, but I thought the numbers bared it out there. Dallas was moving the ball actually really well. The Vikings secondary is low-key pretty shitty right now. I mean, they, they were trending downward in recent weeks, and they were awful last night. Dallas kept forcing the run. They averaged just over two yards per carry. Zeke had no success. They were averaging eight and a half yards per pass. So should have kept with it. And then Tavon Austin at the end of the game as they punted, they had him fair catch it. And I know that came from Garrett in the sidelines, just a fair catch. He had some room. He had some room on the sidelines. Even if he doesn't go sideline, he picks up probably 15, 18, 20 yards, and they're in a better spot there. So Dallas uh, coaching their way out of out of a victory. And one more thing on that, too. That offense, not offensive pass interference, that pass interference in the end zone, why not challenge that? Who was interfered on? I think it was Witten, got thrown to the ground on that play, that third down play. Why not just fucking challenge it? Some people on Twitter were saying, well, it's highly unlikely that it would have gotten overturned because this year 86% of pass interference calls aren't being overturned. I mean, that was blatant, though. So... Anyways, we've spent enough time on that loss. If you hedged out of it, great. 10-point teaser of the week. We suffered our first loss on that one. Bucks over 42 hit easily. Baltimore pick hit easily. You could have had Baltimore minus 30 on an alt line on that one and hit it. And then Saints minus four. That did not hit. As I put this uh, 10-point teaser in, I still need a better name than 10-point teaser. The Tickler, Touch Me Teaser. None of those uh, names are very creative, but 10-point teaser. We were undefeated with those so far here on the Wager Rager podcast. I think we're 2-0, 3-0. That's something that I'll definitely do as well as I improve on the Wager underscore Rager Twitter account. I'm going to get a Google Doc up, 
posting all the official plays as well as some of my testing plays as I'm starting to dabble into NBA and the NHL, more so on the NBA props and just certain spots that I like. So I'll put that, if I don't tweet it out, I'll put it into the Google Doc that I create this week so that people can at least follow along with at least my thinking and what I was doing there. So that's on the to-do list as well. Don't murder me here, but it's on the to-do list. That'll happen. Anyways, New Orleans sucked. New Orleans, I was um, hesitant about that one. The Falcons are in their division. Falcons pass rush is sneaky good. Saints, uh, what can I say? Drew Brees, I have his passing chart up right now. This guy refuses, and it's not that he refuses, that Drew Brees has lost arm strength. Of his 40, was it 46? 45 passes, only three were attempted over 15 yards. He was over three on those passes. He's keeping everything short. I'm just looking at it right here. Defenses are picking up on it if they haven't picked up on it already. Everything short. He had a high completion percentage because Sean Payton is creating these plays around what Drew Brees can do. But Drew Brees, definitely better than Teddy Bridgewater. Similar arm strength. Drew Brees can call some audibles in the huddle, everything of that nature. So they're better off with Brees. But if you can't go downfield and good defenses as they get later in the year on the road, playing in the playoffs, it's hard to see the Saints having a lot of offensive success if there's a good game plan against them. So the Saints, do we regret betting them there? Probably. <laughs> KC, first quarter, uh, minus a half. That one hits in flying colors. Also 10 nothing at the end of the first quarter. I'm not even going to rehash. Maybe I should rehash how the rest of that game went. It didn't go well for the Chiefs. Looking back on it, and last week was definitely a busy week. Uh, no excuses, though. I should have just realized that the Titans, they can run the ball pretty effectively. Derrick Henry runs the ball pretty well. And the Chiefs defense, although they have been improving and they improved while Patrick Mahomes was out, um, they are still susceptible to giving up plenty of rush yards. And that happened yesterday. Derrick Henry, 23 carries, 188 yards, two touchdowns. That's pretty absurd. 8.7 yards per rush. 225 yards total on the ground. That didn't turn out too well for the Chiefs. So Chiefs fall to 6-4. and four, And are the Raiders live in that division to take the AFC West? They're still playing head-to-head here at the end of the year. I mean, <laughs> stranger things have happened. Another pick that was posted under the Twitter account, Steelers-Rams first half under 21. I actually saw an under 21.5 on Saturday. Didn't get it in a time. Did the under 21 yesterday. That ended with a push. Um, there were some bullshit plays that happened, some turnovers that allowed that to push instead of win. If you had the over, I think you had a bad bet. You pushed as well. I think I'd make that bet 10 out of 10 times, but 10 out of 10 times, I guess I would have pushed if the team names were Steelers and Rams on that first half under. So didn't work out too well. And then back to Thursday night, Oakland and Chargers posted on the Twitter account. Also at wager underscore rager over 48 and a half points. That one barely got over 26, 24. feels like a long time ago that that game was played, but it did go over and the Raiders working their way back in chargers as usual. They're four and six in November. The question is, is it going to be a chargers comeback year where they fire back and get to nine and seven, 10 and six? I don't think so. There's too many injuries. I'm not sold on the coaching rivers turning the ball over quite a bit. Wow. Three turnovers. Actually, I'm just taking a look at these game stats again from uh, last Thursday night. 
not that good of a game for him. Yards per play, Raiders 5.1, Chargers 4.8. Raiders played an overall pretty good game. Derek Carr continues to impress. He's not doing anything super special, but he's getting the ball quickly. One touchdown, no interceptions. He's looking pretty good. Not a top 10 quarterback in the league, but he's getting rid of the ball quick. John Gruden's calling a pretty good offense, and it's hard to argue with the Oakland Raiders right now. So other bets also. I posted some futures out there. And before I get into the futures, because Russell Wilson's one of them, a correction on my part. Last week I said that Wilson was on pace for, what did I say, 44 touchdowns, two interceptions. I was assuming he had played eight games on the year, so extrapolate that out. It's pretty easy. Just double the numbers. He's actually played nine games on the year. So Wilson, and I'm recording this a few hours before Monday Night Football here, very intriguing Monday Night Football game, maybe the most uh, lead up and build up for a Monday Night Football game here this year. But Wilson's actually on pace for 39 touchdowns, just over 39 touchdowns, actually less than two interceptions. So he's going to end up with two, three, four interceptions, you would think. But one of the bets, one of the future bets that I made yesterday was Russell Wilson, MVP, plus 275. On the audio recording that I was making on Saturday before everything went to shit, I was making the case that Russell Wilson, I was pretty sold, pretty set in stone on him winning the MVP. A guy named Lamar Jackson had another ridiculous day yesterday. A guy named Lamar Jackson is going to set the quarterback record for rush yards in a season. And he is in the mix. He's certainly in the mix. I need to look at the remaining schedules, and that is going to be on an already promised and unfulfilled futures playoff prediction podcast that this week seems like a good week for it, right? Lamar Jackson, second year in the NFL. He's almost a rookie. I mean, he barely played last year. He did get some good experience in that playoff game. He's there. I think that Wilson is due for it. Wilson's had some really good seasons already. Wilson had some MVP caliber seasons when the team was 9-7, 10-6. Let's see how this Monday Night Football game goes. If you're listening to this and the Monday Night Football game already happened, then Russell Wilson is either in a better spot for that MVP or he's going to need to totally redeem himself in their second meeting of the Niners and the Seahawks. So, that I did. Odds, if I didn't mention already, plus 275 on Russ. We'll see what happens. The rest of this week, though, those numbers could go up to plus 350 if he has a really good week. Against the Niners here, that could go down to plus 210. Defensive player of the year. I made two defensive player of the year bets. Bosa on the Niners at plus 800. And Gilmore, is it Stefan? Steph Gilmore? Does he go by Steven? Steph Gilmore, plus 800, sorry, plus 700 on that one. So plus 800, plus 700. My bet here is that I think that the defensive player of the year goes to the best defensive player on the best overall defense. So if at the end of the year one of these two teams are statistically and just looking at the overall teams, the best defenses – If they both have number one seeds or if one of them have number one seeds, that's my bet that one of these two guys gets it. I know that Aaron Donald had a really good day yesterday. Um, Their team didn't win. The Rams didn't win. And the Rams are definitely disappointing. And kudos to anybody who had Steelers money line, Steelers against the spread, Steelers anything yesterday. Aaron Donald is going to be in the mix. I'm curious to see what these new odds are when they get posted probably tomorrow, probably Tuesday morning. So, And then that division parlay. I didn't bet it again, but 
this is something that I said was as close to, I'm not going to use the L word lock, but something that I love Chiefs, Ravens, Niners in terms of division parlay. I got it at plus, what was it? Plus 112, plus 118, something I'll post in the Google Doc on Twitter also. With the Chiefs losing, the Ravens blowing them out, and the Niners still pending, this is now a bet that you could probably still get at plus money. I looked at it yesterday. Again, it was at minus 115. I saw it earlier last week at minus 110, just under even money. I think it might be at plus money again. And if the Seahawks win against the Niners, you might be looking at like a plus 150 price because the Seahawks technically are in the hunt for a one seed, and that'll be something that we talk about in the playoff predictions also. So wide open in both the AFC and the NFC. If you hear beeping behind me, that's because A, it's trash day here in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. And B, they are paving the roads. And by paving the roads, I mean they've they've been going up and down the street with these dump trucks and doing shit for about a week now. And sometimes I feel like they're just joyriding around. They're just looking at me and smiling as they're passing by. I have no idea what the hell they're doing. Not their jobs. But that's a beeping behind me. It's trash day, so you might hear the dog also. I've talked a lot about my cats. There's actually my one cat, a black cat, is sitting right next to me, staring at some of the stats I have up on the screen. He looks exactly like the black cat from Monday Night Football last week. The black cat that... uh willed the Cowboys to win and, and kind of change the, the fortunes of that game. <clears throat> Quick throat clear and, and water break here. But I'm looking at the standings and the overall seedings. Seeding a word kind of sounds weird. Seeds, if the playoffs started today, and wow. Niners would have the one seed. Packers up to the two seed now. I'm still not sold on them. That Green Bay game, that Green Bay game in the snow remind me of the good old year and a half that I spent in Wisconsin. I'll get into some stories from up there. I've told a lot of stories so far, but none out of <laughs> Wisconsin area. Packers are the two seed. Some other shockers here. Chiefs down to the four seed. Steelers up to the six seed. Vikings are the six seed. Cowboys five and four, the four seed. Seattle technically a five and seven and two, five seed. They could actually pop into a one seed or a two seed if they take out the Niners. So things are wide open. They are wide, wide open. Did I miss any bets? Did I miss anything that I wanted to get into from yesterday? Things that I didn't bet. Chubb over rush yards. That would have hit. That guy had 100, what, 120, 130 rush yards. Jared Goff on the road. I thought that he'd have a little bit more success yesterday. But he hasn't topped 268 pass yards in a road game this year, except that one game in Seattle. But he's hit 268 on the nose a couple times. He went under that total again yesterday. I think it was 263 and a half. <clears throat> That's something that I didn't put in, but something that I probably should have put in. So note to self, when the numbers say make this bet, don't be a little wussy. Make the bet. Tampa team total over. I ended up doing the, the Tampa on the tees, but Tampa team total over 29 and a half or 30. Both of them would have hit for you. So very interesting stuff from yesterday. Too many upsets for my liking. Some other notes from yesterday. Browns and Bills, I think that they were pretty much dead even. Um, speaking of the Browns, I went to the gym on, what was that, Saturday morning. And as I was leaving the gym, it was, I don't know, 10.45, 11 a.m. in the morning. 
And I saw this guy that looked exactly like Baker Mayfield. He was parked like three spots down uh, from where I was. And right behind the fence, there's like, it's not a quarry, but it's like these shrubs and bushes. And there's a fence there. And I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? Like he looked exactly like Baker. He wasn't Baker, obviously, but looked like Baker. He was probably going for the Baker style. But I was like, what the hell is he doing? Like it's pretty, pretty wide open area. And he was just flat out taking a piss in front of his car into the shrubs. I was there on looking. There was someone across the way walking to their car. I know they glance over. This guy didn't give a fuck. So either he was still drunk from the night before, from Friday night, just pissing, or he just didn't give a fuck after going to the gym. So that was interesting. Browns and Bills. I mean, they're two pretty boring teams. Freddie Kitchens. I don't know, man. <laughs> they didn't deserve to win that game. The Bills right now are in a five seed in the AFC. Are they going to hang on to it? Are the Raiders going to make a push there? Are the Steelers going to take over? All good topics for the playoff prediction pod coming up. Other notes from yesterday, Lamar Jackson, MVP performance. Yeah, that's not great because I bet on uh, Russell Wilson for MVP, but that team, they're not going to have an off week. We'll look at their schedule and we'll break down their schedule. Could they take over the one seed in the AFC? Is that up for grabs? They beat the Patriots, so they've got the tiebreaker there. So interesting. Interesting to to see how that goes for the rest of the season. Chiefs shredded on the ground. We already got to that. They dropped to six and four. I can't see a Patrick Mahomes Chiefs team not win that division, especially with the Raiders. I mean, oh, man. Can the Raiders do this? I'm liking that that Chiefs division parlay a bet even more because I think the Chiefs now, you're probably going to get them undervalued. Raiders are probably overvalued. The Raiders' defense isn't good, guys. They might have the offensive rookie of the year, but their defense still isn't good. Falcon solid pass rush. I got into that. Some other stats from yesterday. Saints, 3 of 12 on third down, 0 for 3 on fourth down. So in addition to Drew Brees not being able or Sean Payton not allowing him to go downfield, they were combined three for 15 on third and fourth down. That, that's going to lead to you getting beat. Giants and Jets, who cares? Seriously, who cares? I don't even remember who won that game. Jets did, right? Jets, 34-27. If you had the over, great. Saw some videos of people trying to pull a Bills Mafia thing as they were body slamming onto tables, and that looked like the highlight of it. Like, seriously, who cares? Cardinals in Tampa, we went over that a little bit. Jameis Winston, two interceptions again at home. I don't think he's Tampa's quarterback of the future, and that that might be a no-brainer. But I thought that Bruce Arians might be able to make it work with them. They got the win, but they're just one of those teams that's going to finish 6-10. and 10. They're sneaky some weeks. They've got a shot some weeks. Nothing special about them. Colts and Dolphins, we talked about their third quarter cover already. Brian Hoyer sucks. He had three interceptions. He sucks. They're they're pretty much screwed until they get Brissett back. For the Colts' sake, for Frank Reich's sake, I'm a Frank Reich guy. I mean, Philly people usually are fans of coaches that won the Super Bowl <laughs> for us. So uh, Frank Reich, big Frank Reich guy. Hopefully they get the ship righted because they're actually on the outside looking in of the playoff picture right now. So in terms of a trading range, I think we're going to get the Colts pretty cheap in week number 11. And we'll get into those point spreads quickly, quickly in a couple of minutes here. Rams, Steelers, Rams, one for 14 on third down. That's not going to get it done. Jared Goff is never going to get it done for you on the road. It seems like in any kind of cold weather. 
Steelers and Browns coming up. Um, I'm leaning under on that one, and I'll look at what the number is on that. Steelers 1.6 yards per rush. That's not good. Mason Rudolph, he's not very good either. I don't think the Steelers end up making the playoffs. I know that I was bashing them a week or two ago and saying, what do they do well? Well, their defense is pretty good. Their, their pass rush, that's that's what they do well. Their, their defense overall, they, they can do that well in certain spots. But take a look at their schedule recently. Who have they – they face that has really tested them and they get Baker Mayfield again here. So in terms of a trading range, I think they're trading high and I am going to be one to fade the Steelers when I can in certain spots. And then of course, Cowboys blowing it last night. I guess you can say they blew it, right? They had it there in the end. Didn't work out for them. That's not going to be good for the Cowboys. That That's a loss that's I mean, obviously, when you're in a division race, it's easy to say that that loss hurts. But when they beat the Eagles head-to-head a few weeks ago, it looked like that they had a real stranglehold of that division, especially with how bad the Eagles looked in that game. They've let the Eagles back in now. And the Eagles have the Patriots coming up. And as I break down these spreads, this would be a good spot to start. Patriots and Eagles, week 11 here. The line right now opened at three, three and a half, almost entirely across the board, 44 and a half for the Eagles and Patriots over under. I don't necessarily have an early lean there. The Eagles are definitely a live home dog here. That's going to be, I think, a popular teaser leg unless people really think that the Patriots are going to bounce back because you can get that tease up to 10 and a half. So big game there. Dallas has to hope for an Eagles loss. We'll take a look at – playoff contending schedules as we get into the next playoff preview podcast we'll take a look at the schedules but cowboys have a tougher schedule down the stretch than the eagles we're going to see plenty of cowboys games they're in prime time quite a bit well they've been in prime time quite a bit already they're in sunday night football three weeks ago against the eagles prime time last week monday night football last night sunday night football thanksgiving's coming up obviously that'll be the game kind of forget off the top of my head who they play in that game is it the bills Cowboys Bills, they're playing that division this year. Pulled that out of my ass. Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Cleveland fared by two and a half Thursday night football over under 40. This could be an ugly game. Let's take a look at the weather forecast, too. I know it's going to cool down here in the east. That looks like a game that could be 16-6-16-10. I actually might just go ahead and bet that under right after I hang up on this podcast. I mean, how does that go over? Freddie Kitchens, Baker Mayfield, they're not good. Baker somehow didn't throw an interception yesterday, so he's improving with ball protection, but he's not good. Houston and Baltimore, this should be the Sunday night football game. Houston, four-and-a-half-point dogs, a.k.a. Baltimore, four-and-a-half-point favorites at home, over under 50, 50 50-and-a-half. 49 and a half showing at some places. Early lean on that would be the over. Early lean on that would be the over. Dallas-Detroit, off the board some spots because Matt Stafford, we don't know what's going to happen with him. Dallas, only a three-point favorite at Detroit right now, over under 51.5. Interesting. That's an interesting spot for Dallas, and I think they follow that up with a game against the Patriots. They need a win. They need a winner. They could be staring down five and six and staring at an Eagles marching to first place in that division. Jacksonville Indy. Here's the spot that I was talking about. Maybe we get Indy undervalued a little bit. Only three-point favorites at home against Big Dick Nick's coming back to town. It's that time of year. That time of year where Big Dick Nick comes to town over under 44. 
early lean Colts. We'll look into some numbers and we'll get that up on a future pod this week. Buffalo, five and a half point favorites at Miami over under 39, 39 and a half. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he keeps winging the ball. Although yesterday, I'm taking a look at his passing charts. He didn't wing it as much. The Colts defense, Frank Reich tried to take away that that fuck it, uh, not play calling, but that fuck it uh, mindset of Ryan Fitzpatrick as, as he just guns it downfield. He didn't gun it as much. 39 and a half. Interesting. Buffalo is not going to allow Ryan Fitzpatrick to wing it as much. Could be could be another underlook because that that offense isn't good. I mean, Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins only average was at three point seven yards per play yesterday. Probably shouldn't have won that game. Denver at Minnesota. Minnesota ten and a half point favorites. Seems like a lot over under thirty nine and a half. Rookie quarterback ten ten and a half seems seems like a lot. Is Minnesota going to be smelling themselves? Big Kirk Cousins primetime win. You don't see that too often. Saints, five and a half point favorites against Tampa Bay over under 51. I could see that being a shootout. Jets at Redskins. Why even show this game nationally or anywhere over under 37 and a half, 38 at Jazz. The Redskins know how to drain clock. I like that under. The Redskins somehow are favored by a point and a half. That is a fucking terrible game. Atlanta, six and a half point dogs. Carolina, six and a half. Point, uh, five and a half point favorites, some spots at home over under 50 and a half. Arizona and San Francisco feels like we just saw this game, right? 13 and a half point favorite for San Fran over under 45 and a half. That seems like a lot of points. That's actually something that I'm going to take as soon as I hang up on this recording as well. If San Fran doesn't impress on Monday Night Football, or even if they are not as dominant as they have been in the first half of the season, I think we see that go down from 13.5 to 11.5, 11. We might even see some 10.5s if Russ um, shreds that Niners defense. That's very interesting. I'm going to place that bet. And if you notice that the audio quality or the sound changed in the past minute or so, that's because my podcast host, it says that I'm able to record for 30 minutes right into their hosting site. And that was a lie. Apparently cut off early. Apparently 30 minutes wasn't the cap. And that's the whole thing about how I want, you know, to upgrade my laptop that kept blue screen and like, go figure, you start a podcast, it's going well in the beginning and your some of your technology. Now, granted, it was a little bit old. It just fucking dies. But 30 minutes should be 30 minutes, like not 29 and a half, not 28 minutes and 56 seconds. If it's 30 minutes, let me record right into the fucking host for 30 minutes. And it took me a half an hour to have a rage, but there's your wager rager of the day. I mean, just just let it be 30 minutes. <sighs> all growing pains, right? As soon as we get, you know, this this all figured out and we get a laptop that works, then we'll be good to go. We'll have the software that I have. I can record for more than 30 minutes at a time. But anyways, picking this up on my phone here. But yeah, look into that Arizona line at plus 13 and a half while it's still around. Let's wrap this up here. Sunday night football game. Rams at home against the Bears. This looked like a great Sunday night football game at the start of the season. Now, not so much. Rams are six and a half. Seven and a half point favorite at five dimes. So they're actually getting bet up. I saw some sixes, six and a half earlier this morning. So people are hitting the Rams. Not, not a bad look, right? The Rams are finally coming home after being in London, traveling around a little bit. 
get-right game. We know what golf can do at home. We know that Chicago can't do anything, especially with Mitch Trubisky. So that's going to be a fun and a popular teaser leg next week as the Rams try to get back into that wild card hunt to get it to 6-4. and four. And then lastly, Monday Night Football, we'll talk more about this as the week goes on. KC on the road. No, it's actually a Mexico game. They're going to try this Mexico thing again. KC and Rams. KC and LA, different LA team. They're playing the Chargers here this year. KC and Rams was, uh, what, Shakira out last year because they, they had a Shakira concert a week before Genius, a week before the scheduled game in Mexico City. And the field was just so shitty, it looked like some field in the middle of Baghdad. And they couldn't play there, so they moved it to L.A. where they were wildfires. So they couldn't get that one right. Let's see if uh, they're able to play this one. But KC, three and a half, some four-point favorite showing on the board right now in Mexico. Chargers, they're done, right, at four and six. But a long week for them. They they get that quasi-bye week as they're going from Thursday night football to Monday night football. So we'll have more to come on that throughout the week. I thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast... Like it, share it, subscribe on Spotify, Apple, iTunes. I think we're elsewhere. Some other podcast sites and hosting places that people don't use, like Stitcher. Do people use that? If you do, like it there. Send it to friends. Send it to loved ones. Send it to pet sitters. Send it to your trash men. There's actually a trash truck outside right now. I'm shocked that my dog is not losing her shit right now. She apparently doesn't want to make an appearance on this podcast yet, but... I'll be the first to tell you. She's always making noises in the background, barking in the background. I guess uh, it must be sleep slumber time. So thanks for listening. Stop letting your money on fire. Definitely subscribe. I'll talk to you soon. Good luck and God bless.